This is PhotoBizX, episode number 484, and today we are talking wedding photography with a business owner that is doing something that you might feel is crazy. She has a team of 13, yes, 13, photographing a ton of weddings. In addition to that, she's branching out into portrait photography so she can have a little more time for herself and her family. All this after having a dreadful experience in a photography business where she was a partner. We go into that and so much more, including how she's generating all the business that she is and attracting the clients that she's able to. Our special guest is Brianna Schrader, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is a fun one today with Brianna because she has a business that is so different to so many other guests that I've featured on the podcast with such a big team that she's basically been able to grow from nothing, which is absolutely fantastic. So we're going to get into that and so much more about her business in just a second. If you haven't caught last week's episode yet, I featured Ariel Cannon who made the switch from family photography to newborn photography because it better suited her lifestyle. She too has a totally different way of doing business. She's moved from IPS to online sales and has her own special way of doing business and creating the kind of life that she wants to have by having her business fit her vision of what a great life should be. So get back and have a listen to Ariel Cannon if you haven't heard that one from last week. I am going to keep things moving along pretty quickly today. If you are listening to these episodes as they go live, then you'll know this one is a day later than usual. It's because we had a public holiday yesterday here in Australia. If you are listening from Australia, I hope you had a great day off if you're able to. Maybe you were photographing weddings or doing family sessions. I had the day off. It was fantastic. The weather was perfect. I took the morning off from riding my bike, so I had a relaxing lay-in with Linda, a game of golf in the afternoon, and a nice relaxing evening. So it was the perfect long weekend for me. I hope it was the same for you. And I don't know, if you are from overseas and listening to the podcast, do you get as many public holidays as we do here in Australia? I feel like (laughs) we have so many public holidays, which I know doesn't really affect you if you work for yourself and you're running a small business, but where possible... I try and have those public holidays as well. And if I don't, or if I wasn't able to take one because I had a wedding scheduled, I'd try and take one off in lieu. I want to have a business that fits around me and my lifestyle. I want to have the kind of life that I want to live. And that's why I have my own business, so I can live that life. I'm wondering if it's the same for you. Let me know if that's the way you see things too, or you have a totally different view. I would expect though, that if you do have staff, public holidays can be an absolute nightmare, a real drain on your business resources, having to pay wages and seeing no productivity on those public holidays. It's a tough one, and I'm sure your views would change depending on how big or small your business is. PhotoBizX.com. Real advice, real strategies, and real ideas to build your photography business. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Brianna in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. 
Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Brianna. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news is you can access the premium content, the full interview today with Brianna, the full back catalog, get an invite to the members Facebook group, see what you're missing out on every single week for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. And there are more details about that if you go to photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I was recently chatting with photography business and mindset coach Joel Dunn, and I asked him in that conversation if there were any photographers doing exceptionally well that I should be asking on for an interview. And he immediately suggested today's guest. So I jumped over to her website and I saw there was a team of 13 in this business. They look to be an almost all-female group who focus on engagement, wedding and family photography in Orange County, Southern California. Now with that larger team, I expected to see multiple Facebook ads. Instead, I couldn't see any running. Then I thought, okay, they must be on page one of Google. No, not for the search terms that I was looking for. Okay, what about Instagram followers? 2,500. Okay. So that, that can't be it either. So I scrolled through her Facebook feed and I saw they also have a new studio. Okay. So my interest was well and truly triggered and I can't wait to learn more about what looks to be, and I'm told is a fantastic business with an incredible operator. I'm talking about Brianna Schrader of Shy Hearts Studio, and I'm wrapped to have her with us now. Brianna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What do you think when you hear Team of 13? You know, it's something that I'm so used to because I've had it for a couple of years. But when I say it out loud to people, their reaction is what kind of gets me like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm used to it. But whenever I say it out loud, somebody's like, what? You know, and that kind of... uh, reminds me that it's not the norm. <laughs> yeah, I think especially in, uh, or particularly in photographic terms or photography studio terms, it sounds like a big business. So uh, did you start out with this vision of having a big team? I didn't. I just started out wanting to build my own business and it sort of fell into my lap by way of relationship building. So we run a wedding photography side and we also do a family portrait side as well. And the wedding side has sort of become a well-oiled machine. And that's what got me to build the other side. So I built a relationship many years ago with a venue. And they're kind of a, they're a chain in California and also in a couple of other states. They're golf course chains. And they only allow one or maybe two vendors on their vendor list. And so I started with one. By the end of that year, I had three and now I have five. And that's kind of, you know, as soon as I had two other venues knocking on my door, I was like, okay, I cannot do this by myself. And I just started pulling people out of my hat and built from there. Wow. Okay. So it was the relationships with the venues, which basically gave you permanent work and consistent work. Exactly. And work we don't have to advertise for. So this is why I couldn't find all these (laughs) lead generating machine. Yeah. So I do actually do a lot of Facebook ads. I had a baby this year. And right as I was coming out of my maternity leave, I blew out my knee. So and I ended up having knee surgery and all this crazy stuff. So we have paused our ads because I kind of head up the family portrait side. 
So we haven't done ads for a couple months as I've been healing and trying to get back. And we're actually just about to get back into launching all of our ads for the year (laughs) (laughs) from the family portrait side, but we don't do any ads on the wedding side now. Wow. Okay. That is awesome. It doesn't sound like you would need to with those venues working for you or working with you. Tell me about that relationship. Was that like a, you know, was that drinks after a wedding one day and just chatting or was it you dropping off gifts? Did you pay to get on this preferred vendor list? I didn't. So it actually started through my former business partner. So I had a business partner back eight years ago now, and the relationship began under that company. It also kind of crashed and burned under that company. And we were asked to not come back on that venue under that name. And then when that business partnership dissolved... I went back to the venue myself because I had a good rapport with them. It was my partner who didn't. And I just was like, hey, I just want you to know I'm on my own. And if you need me, I'm here. And one of the girls at that venue went on to another venue and called me up and was like, we need you over here. And then that original venue called me up again. And they were like, we'd love to have you back over here. And so it sort of went from there. So it was kind of a sticky situation, you know, in the beginning. But because I was on site and I was building relationships with these people, when they let us go, like they knew they couldn't keep one without the other. So they had to let us both go. And they literally pulled me aside and were like, if you ever go out on your own, come back and let us know. And so when I did, it worked out. And they literally, that those venues are word of mouth. If they like somebody, they tell the next venue and they tell the next venue. And so five of them have taken us on. And I've had to pause there because we do 120 weddings a year on average. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit more about the partnership. But before that, it sounds like you built these incredible relationship with these venue were they function coordinators were they the booking agent like who was the person you built that relationship with that was requesting for you to come back the sales team so they do all-inclusive weddings so they have their vendor list and they keep it very exclusive to only one to two venues per category and so the sales team the sales team that is also their coordination team. So the people that do their sales are also the ones that are on site at weddings, working with us at every single event and seeing how we interact with our clients. And of course, getting client feedback and just being there throughout the flow of the day and watching how we work. Right. So I imagine, and I would put myself in this category and I'd be thinking to myself right now, if I was listening, thinking, well, hang on, my clients love me when I'm at a wedding. I'm friendly. I'm always smiling. The guests and their families love me because I'm including all them. You must have been doing something above and beyond that to build it. What's the secret sauce? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. You know, I honestly, I always tell people I pride myself on relationship building within my own company and with my clients. So everybody that works for me, they're friends. We become family. We take a personal interest in each other's lives. And we do the same thing with our clients. So I really believe it's truly just that personal touch. We strive to make sure everybody feels like they're the only client, even though they're not. We like to say that it's experiential. We connect them with a photographer on the team from day one that does their engagement session, that coordinates their photography timeline, that shows up on their wedding day. So they're working with the same person from start to finish once they've booked with us. So they're not getting passed around. It's not like they don't know who's going to show up at their wedding. They get their photographer's personal phone number. They're texting. They're, you know, each of my photographers is then building a relationship. But we take it one step further in that now that we have this new space, that we had a space years ago, we shut down right before COVID. And then 
post COVID after working with Joel and kind of revamping my business, we opened our completely own space. And so now they're coming in, they're getting a cinematic presentation of their images. There were, were in person, we're meeting them face to face to discuss the plans of their wedding, to discuss their engagement session, to plan their engagement session, then to see their images as well. And then again, but that's not necessarily with the photographer, that's our office staff, but the photographer is their, is their main point of contact throughout the process. So I think that 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 part of the relationship is what's potentially standing out really. Well, so then was it the clients that are going back to the venue saying, oh my God, Shy Heart Studio are amazing? Or because what I'm, I guess I'm digging for is were you you know, sending the venue files immediately after the wedding? Were you calling them to see what you could do for them? Were you turning up early to photograph the venue? I'm um, doing headshots for them. Like, were you doing anything above and beyond that other photographers weren't that got you, you know, really connected with the sales team? All of those things. All of those things. We provide them with wall art for their offices. We give them albums. We send them digital files from every event that we shoot. They also do a scorecard with all their clients. So all the brides have to make notes on every vendor. So we're getting five stars from our clients. So they're, you know, as long as we keep the clients happy, the clients keep them happy, then we're all, (laughs) we're all in perfect harmony, but we do everything. I try to send them, you know, gifts at the end of the year for the holidays or take them out to dinner, do personal touch at least once a year. I do that, but throughout the year, we're checking with them on what collateral they need. What do you want on your walls? What do you want to show your clients? So they have our albums in the office. They have our canvases all over their walls. So clients are walking in there and seeing our work everywhere. And are they branded those wall art pieces? They are at most of the venues and some of them actually have put a little plaque underneath. So they're either branded with our logo or they've got a plaque underneath it. Wow. And can you give me an example of a gift that you would give, say, at the end of the year? Sure. I'll send like a basket of um, like a gourmet gift basket that has chocolates and treats and things like that. Or I've done in the past, I've done each individual salesperson. I've brought like Starbucks gift cards or something like that. I try to go and drop it off in person as the owner. Cause I, especially more and more now that I have two small kids, I'm not shooting as many weddings. So they're not seeing me as much. So trying to make sure that I personally keep that that touch, I try to go in on my own and just say hi. Love it. At least once a year. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And are you making other contacts throughout the year? I mean, you see, you, know, you might take someone out for dinner. Is that the sales team or you pick the head sales person and take them out for dinner? I always offer if I take them, I'm going to take the whole team. It's only typically four or five people, but I don't do that as often because it's not very easy to get them all available at the same time. So sometimes it's just the general manager and I'll go out. Um, Other times, if the sales team is available, I like to try to make sure that everybody knows who I am, you know, especially after having been on maternity leave this year and then being out. We had our little open house for our studio and one of the venues came to see our space and had four people I've never met before. And I was like, all right, I got mental note. I got to go out to that property and say hello to everybody because I don't know these people and they just came to my open house. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. And then when you do go out to dinner, do you take someone else or your husband, you know, from your team or is it just you and them? No, usually I'll take one of two people who are my sort of, I call them my ride or die. <laughs> my ride or dies, which are my sister-in-law actually who works for me. Her name is Alexandra, Alex. And Elaine is also a photographer on my team who's been with me since before day one, she's been with me since the days of my former business partnership. And so those two are my like 
they're a hundred percent dedicated to my team. And so they're the faces that everybody sees the most as the three of us for the most part. And so will Alex and Elaine, will they make you know additional calls throughout the year to the venues? Like, do they have any more contact with them if you're away on maternity leave or doing your thing? They don't. I mean, Elaine has in the past, not necessarily, they don't have to go and make calls without me or anything like that, but I do have them and I have two office staff that are in my emails every single day. So chatting with them about particular clients and things like that. So we are talking to them very, very regularly, just about clients that we have. Whenever somebody's booked, we let them know. If they've got somebody that they feel like needs a personal touch, they shoot us a message and they're like, hey, this client's interested on this date. you know. So we are constantly in communication with all of these venues, just in a business sense. But yeah, but as far as like going out and taking them out or whatever, other than they do have bridal fairs, so we'll always appear at their bridal fairs. So that will either be Alex or Elaine or myself that go to those as well. Got it. I love it. This is so good. And you sort of reached your limit with these now. So if you've got another property that wants to take you guys on now, do you then, I mean, are you recommending another photographer or you just say, look, we just can't service your property? I have been thinking about this a lot this year in particular, because right now all their venues are full, but every so many years they open a new one. And I've had to be like, okay, what am I going to do if they do open another one and they want us? And I'm not sure that I want to grow any further than I have team-wise. So I don't know the answer to that yet because the drive in me always wants to say, yes, we can do it all. I'll build bigger. I'll build better. I'll keep going. (laughs) But the realist in me is starting to be like, but do you really want to be any bigger? It's stressful running a team of 13 people. And I don't think I want any more stress on my plate. (laughs) (laughs) I can can understand that. so, So I don't know. I don't know what I would do if they come at me again, but... We'll see. I've sort of got this feeling you're going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one more. Yeah. Yeah. It's only one more. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, Brianna, have to give them a commission or a kickback if you do get a booking? We do. We give them a little, like they take each venue is anywhere from 200 to $300. Okay. Not huge. Yeah. Yeah. So not huge. And we've actually learned a way through my coaching and sales to make that money back. We've started now doing in-person sales from the engagement sessions and offering... Now, we used to just throw in everything. For this price, you got your engagement session, your digital files from your engagement session, your wedding portraits, and your digital files from your wedding portraits. And in 21, I stopped. I pulled the digital files out from the engagement session. And we switched it very much to be like the... um, I think it's the Bernie sales sales Facebook ad where you get one print. So now instead of it as a giveaway, we're throwing in the session and one print and then they have to purchase more. So in the first half of this year, because it was been a transition, you know, getting everybody onto that new system. So in the first half of this year, I think our sales went up about $30,000 just doing online sales for engagement photos. Yeah. $30,000, man. Yeah. Yeah. And in the first half of the year with like, we didn't even touch it. It was like an online store. People went in and bought what they wanted. And I mean, we've just been blown away. And now we're even transitioning out of that. We're no longer just giving them the store. They're now coming in and doing the full service. So now everybody's coming in in person, but that was before we even moved it to in person. We were doing that much. Wow. So you're well and truly cover that 
commission payment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we made it back in the first half of the year. Yeah, so good. So. so what happens, and I want to talk, there's so many things I want to ask you now, but what happens if, let's say, the venue recommends Shy Heart Studios, the couple fall in love with you, they book you, but they go with another venue? Do you still have to pay them a commission because they sort of find us fee? Nothing. So it's only if they're yeah. at that venue. Correct. Does that happen? From time to time, it does. It does, especially a lot right after COVID um, because everybody shut down here for so long. And in the beginning, all the venues, I feel like in California were very, yeah, kick the can down the road. We'll just reschedule you. And then they started losing money. So they had to start being like, nope, things are open, no refunds or whatever, or they wouldn't accommodate in some way. And so a lot of people jumped ship during COVID and took us with them, which was great for us. Fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Especially with your team, I guess you could be more accommodating because it's not just you. Exactly. That's so good. Let me take you back to the very start with a partnership. Now I've been in a partnership as well. Like it was challenging, but it was successful and good. And we sort of, we split and it was all good, but we had contracts. We had a solicitor involved when we started the partnership. I'm guessing you did too. When I say partnership will remind you of your partnership, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, I get a little tightness in my chest and anxiety. Because <laughs> mine was not not like that. Mine started out as I was just an employee for this photographer. And I started out just editing. Then I started shooting. And then it was idea after idea and coming like coming at me left and right. And let's partner on this and let's partner on that. And so we actually had began a partnership on not even a photography business, but a wedding industry business that we were going to launch as a new thing. And as a, I guess, a side benefit, we also began partnering in the photography as well. And my partner was, I want to say 12 to 15 years older than me. I was like 22. I was young. I was fresh out of college. And I sort of felt like this person brought me in because I could be manipulated a little bit and I would do whatever they wanted and I would just roll with the punches. And I did for many years, even though it didn't sit right with me, I felt like I had no control. And so when it went south and I finally put my foot down and was like, this is not, this is not what I want to be a part of anymore. And we split, it was pretty ugly. Unfortunately, it was very, we had to settle with an attorney I had no rights to any of my images that I shot. So I had very, very, very minimal portfolio. And I remember calling my mom being like, what am I going to do? Like, I might have to get a real job. (laughs) God forbid. (laughs) I might have to get a real job. And she was like, don't you dare. You can do this. She's like, you can do this. And I was like, how? And she goes, I don't know. But (laughs) I know you can. And I was like, okay. So in the settlement, I ended up getting a handful of weddings that were reluctantly handed over to me that I was like, okay, this is going to float me for about six months. If I can't build something in six months, then I'm going to have to get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) Let me take you back, Brianna. So when you said, like you went in there as an editor in the beginning, were you already a photographer? Were you already photographing your own weddings? I had photographed maybe one or two on my own, but I had just graduated. I do have my degree in creative photography. And so I had just finished school and I had done a couple of little things before I graduated that people, you know, I laugh now that they paid me at the time to do their wedding and I look at the work and I'm like, whew, 
<laughs> I stole five hundred dollars from that person. <laughs> So you started out as an employee, yeah. obviously got skills at the same time, like learn how to shoot more consistently and get better. Mm-hmm. When you actually decided to, or did you actually decide to form a partnership and have an attorney or a solicitor involved to draw up a partnership agreement? That was my partner's decision because it was her company. It was not mine. So it was hers and I was brought in. Right. So then did you become like a 50-50 partner? Was that the deal? It was not 50-50. It was, uh, if I remember, at one point there were three of us, then there were two of us. I never had a half split. It was always, either, I think the most I ever had was 30%. Right, okay, okay. And then were you making a good living during the partnership while it was working? I was doing okay. I was paying rent. I was paying my bills. And yeah, I mean, so it wasn't, a. I mean, I wasn't making a lot. I wasn't ready to like go buy a house or anything like that, but I was paying my bills and, and we had this goal of this new launch and we had investors in this new launch and we had all these things coming. So it felt like it was going to be this really big and exciting thing. And it just, it, wasn't. I was the second partner to leave. Okay. <laughs> the second of three. <laughs> so when you said it went south, was there one thing that sort of tipped the scales or was this like a series of small events that you just said, okay, this is it now. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. So there was a series of things that were happening that I was not comfortable with. When the other partner left, that's when it was really like, oh man, now it's just me. Like now I have to fight these battles by myself. And it felt like battle after battle after battle. And then finally, I just felt like funds were being mismanaged. And the straw that broke the camel's back was, this is my idea. And I want you to get on board with it. But if you're you're not on board, I'll, I'll take this on myself. I'll take this on myself. And I said, okay, well, I'm not on board with that. And then instead of taking it on herself, it was, no, you need to do this and you need to get on board. And here's why. And it was just like, once I said no... It was like, shove me in a corner and, you know, and I was just like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. This is not a partnership. Right. You know, you don't actually want my opinion. You just want me to do what you say. Sure, yes. And I didn't agree and I wasn't going to budge. And so I said, this isn't what I signed up for. And she said, okay, well then you can leave. And I literally that day was like, okay, I closed up my computer and I walked out the door and never saw her again. (laughs) So who got the attorney involved? She did. Right. And so you were a partner legally? Yes. Okay. So you needed or she needed an attorney to remove you from that partnership? Correct. Right. Okay. And then did you have to hire an attorney then to represent you? I did. I should have, but I I couldn't afford one. And I figured I'm going to just blow all my money. So I'm just going to agree to whatever I can get. If I can get enough weddings to float me for six months, then I'm just going to walk away clean. Right. And that's what I did. Fantastic. Okay. So then that's when Shy Heart Studio was born. You photographed those few weddings, built your portfolio, and then started to, I guess, build a team. Is that how it played out? Yeah. So I started in addition to going back to that one initial venue and just kind of saying hello and letting them know I was available. Every wedding that I had for the rest of the year that I got out of that partnership. I was making connections with the florist. I was dropping my business card with the coordinator and I was just letting them know like, Hey, I'm on my own now. I'm starting over. You know, if you need photos from this event, here's my card. Like, let me get yours. I'm going to send you all the pictures. And I just started sending everybody the images because, you know, we have that huge benefit as 
a vendor in the wedding industry is that we have the images yes. <laughs> and everybody wants the images. So, you know, and I would turn them around really, really fast. And the faster I was, the happier people were. So yeah, I started making those connections. And then the team came on when the second and third venue at the same time, both wanted to bring me on. And I was just like, okay, I can handle one venue kind of, but I can't handle three. And so I brought Elaine in right away. And then my sister-in-law, Al- she's now my sister-in-law. She was not my sister-in-law <laughs> at the time, but um, brought Alex in. And, it, you know, there were just the three of us for a minute there. And then there was four of us. And then there was five of us. And wow. so <laughs> now there's 13 of us. It's so good. It's so good. So as the business is growing and you're bringing on people, so you're just saying yes to the venues. Um, so let me just take it back for a second. You said, and I think this is a term that we all use, I was handing out cards. Were you actually handing out real business cards? I was. Okay, so you still have business cards and you hand them out? Yeah. yeah. Well, I did then. I haven't handed out a business card in a while. It's been about seven years since I was doing that. But I do. I get asked for actual business cards all the time, which is kind of funny because most people are just, oh, what's your Instagram? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where they're going, <laughs> you know? Yeah, where's your contact? Let me get your number. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but seven years ago, that wasn't sure. that wasn't the thing. <laughs> okay. And then when you were turning around the images and giving them to the florist, the car hire company, everyone involved, were they branded photos? Or were you just giving them like carte blanche, here's the images, do what you want with them? I was sending unbranded images to certain vendors and others I was branding it because there were some that I already knew and I knew I didn't have to tell them to tag me. You know what I mean? So there were some that I was like brand new to that I did brand them, but most of them I didn't because I just, people are so good at giving credit. And mostly I just wanted to give a gift like, Hey, use these images. And it actually really worked in my favor because they did post them and share them and start to refer me business because they, I mean, I'll never forget the first florist I did that with. She was like, I have never had a photographer get me images so quickly. Like it was the first thing she said. Wow. <laughs> and she was, she was pumped. And we ended up actually sharing a studio space for a couple of years because we built that friendship. And then a couple of years down the road, we ended up having a studio with herself, myself, a DJ, I think. And I think an invitation designer was there. And so we had a little suite with all of us in it that I coincidentally backed out of right before COVID because we just weren't meeting people there. I just felt like it was a at the time a waste because I wasn't doing any in-person sales. And most of our clients that are coming through these venues, they book us over the phone. Like most of them, because we have such a great reputation at these venues, most of them don't even care to meet us in person. They just talk to us and book. (laughs) So good. Yeah. So I closed the studio and saved myself some money. And two months later, the whole world shut down. (laughs) You're lucky. What timing. It was nice. Nice. They had a good break instead of a bad. Right. (laughs) It was owed to you. I think I have an idea, but why were you worried about giving images, say, to the florist, the, you know, the, the car hire company, the dress designer, when really all the, you know, the meals were coming from the venue? They're the ones that were really sending you clients. You didn't really need to give images to the people below, you know, in air quotes, sure. below us on the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you do that? Well, I'm of the mindset that these clients, they're not just seeing me on this list. They're seeing the florist. And if they say to the floor, the florist says, who are you booking for photography? And they say, Shy Heart Studios, the florist is going to say, oh, we love Shy Heart Studios. 
We love them. Look at all these images that we have on our wall now. These are by Shyheart Studios. You know, knowing that all of these vendors at these venues are connected. And if my name is a household name, then everybody's talking and it's just more solidification for that client to book. Totally agree. Love that. I'm so glad you said that. That's unreal. So the business grows and it obviously sounds like a huge success. I mean, it almost sounds like it can't fail because you've got this, you know, this lead supply coming in. Why go and hire Joel? Why hire a business coach? The pandemic. It shut my business down. I, for the first time in my life, um, was on unemployment in 2020 because everything stopped. And I had a lot of breakdowns that year thinking that everything I had built was crashing and burning. And in January of 21, I woke up, it must've been four in the morning. I just woke up with this thought in my head. I was like, I got to get back on the photo biz podcast. <laughs> I got to start listening again. Cause I had not listened for a while. And I was like, I have got to find a way to pandemic proof my business. I cannot get caught like this again, because my entire business was weddings at the time. And if you would have told me prior to 2020, that the wedding industry was going to shut down, I would have laughed because I just thought it was, I thought it was recession proof and, and pandemic proof and that weddings are never going to go out of style. But because all of my eggs were in that basket, I was, I mean, thankfully my husband's in mortgage and his business was soaring in 2020, but mine was crashing and burning. So I literally started, okay, here's what I'm going to do this year. Here's what I'm going to start focusing on. These are the things that I can control. I can't control when weddings come back, but I can control what I do next. And so I jumped on and I heard Joel talking about being more of a mindset coach. And I was like, that's what I need because my mind is all kinds of negative right now, feeling the burn of, of the pandemic and the ego crush of being on unemployment for the first time in my life. And just hearing everything that he had to say, I knew prior to even hearing Joel that I wanted to hire a coach. And I heard Joel and I was like, that's the coach that I need. That's the coach for me. So I reached out and I started working with him right away. And I'm still working with him to this day. I paused while I was on maternity leave. And now I'm just picked back up again about a month or two ago with him and the whole group and the mastermind course now. And he is the reason I was able to open a space. By the end of 21, by the end of my first year with Joel, I opened a studio. And one of my goals that he made me set, my stretch goal was to open a studio in March of 22. And I did it in December of 21, but I had a baby in March of 22. <laughs> so it all worked out like I had it all up and ready to go before the baby was born. And yeah, I mean, I just, I am forever grateful to the education that I've gotten from this podcast and through Joel as well, because you and Joel are the reason I am where I am now. <laughs> so good. That's you know, so good. After a pandemic. So prior to the <laughs> pandemic, you weren't photographing portraits at all. You know, I was, but I was not doing any in-person sales. Everything was like past clients wanting to do Christmas cards. I was doing a lot of mini sessions so I was booking every year, probably three mini session dates where I'd pick three locations and just power out 20 minute shoots all day and give them images. So that's the kind of portraits I was doing, but it was not a facet of my business. And now it's a huge facet of my business and I'm no longer doing mini sessions. It's all full service, full hour sessions, in-person sales, wall art, the whole bit. Wow. So what sort of turnover are you doing these days? 
premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Brianna, you have been amazing. I've got two more questions to ask you to finish off. But uh, before we get to those, where is the best place for the listener to see more of what you're doing? Where can they go and check out your work? Shyheartstudios.com is our website and Instagram. We're all over our Instagram. We actually just started a Instagram live series on Wednesdays called Ask a Photographer. And so every other Wednesday, we're doing a little bit of like a 20 minute live where people can ask questions. They can send questions in ahead of time. We're hoping to change it up and have, you know, ask the new guy with one of our new photographers and maybe ask a videographer and kind of change it up over time. But for now, ask a photographer live on Instagram every other Wednesday. I love that. Okay, that's so good. If I was to talk to you in 12 months time, where would you like to say your turnover is? or Where would you like to say the business is in 12 months? Oh, um, I would like to say that our turnover is 450 <laughs> in 12 months. I just want to keep shooting higher. Uh, yeah, I want our family portrait side to just be absolutely flourishing and our weddings are kicking. So that's fine. <laughs> Do you think the family portraits will ever overtake the weddings like in the future? Not in 12 months, but in the future? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. At least from my standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long the whole team will be sustainable for me, you know, emotionally, (laughs) but if I could just crank out the family portrait side, yeah, potentially, potentially it'll overpower or ideally the wedding machine just keeps going and I don't have to touch it anymore, but we can still keep it running with the team and the people that we have. And then I can just focus on the family side would be the goal. That would mean you actually have a saleable business, doesn't it? If you could step away and it keeps running. Exactly. That's pretty exciting. But last question for you. You've been shooting for, I think, 10 or so years now, maybe even a little bit more. Do you feel like a photographer today or a business operator, business owner? A business owner. Nice. Business owner first. I mean, when people ask what I do, I say I'm a photographer, but I definitely am. My head is far more on the business side than it ever has been. Yeah, absolutely. So when someone asks you in the future, you might say, I run a photography business. Yeah. In fact, I should start saying it that way now. (laughs) Thank you for the wording. And that's how I will now say it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Brianna, you have been amazing. Massive congrats on your success. I know that I've seen your name. I know we've chatted in the past on email and I think we've even had a phone chat. I'm so glad that the Joel threw your name at me and that we had a chance to talk because um, you're doing amazing things. So again, congratulations. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brianna as much as I did. Brianna, if you are listening again, massive congrats on your success. Thank you for coming on, sharing what you did. You are amazing. I can see why and understand why your team must love you. You sound like you'd be a wonderful business owner to be working for, a wonderful, a wonderful boss to have. So again, massive, massive thanks and congrats on your success. Looking forward to having you back on in the future to hear how things are going with the family side of your business, which I'm sure will be thriving. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Brianna had to share. Was there something that she did share that you thought, yes, absolutely, I can implement and use that in my business? Because if there was, I'd love to hear about it. Let me know in the comments area of the show notes, which are at the bottom of the show notes. You'll find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 484. 
In those show notes, in addition to the comments area, I've got links to anything and everything that Brianna mentioned. I've got examples of her beautiful work. It's all there in that one spot. And of course, if you are a premium member, you can have easy access to Brianna inside the members Facebook group. You can tag her if you have a follow-up question or if you just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing what you did. You can do all that inside the members Facebook group. Okay, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. I did promise you I was going to have some details about the upcoming competition, the Facebook competition training with Ali Stewart-Ross. I am still finalizing those details, but I can tell you that that training will be happening on Thursday, the 27th of October, early in the morning, Australian Eastern time, which could be Wednesday evening or afternoon, your time, depending on where you are in the world. So mark that date in your calendar, Thursday, the 27th of October, 2022, for that Facebook competition training with Ali Stewart-Ross. I will get more details to you as soon as I can. I'll be building out the registration page this week and next and should have a lot more details in next week's episode. Alrighty, until then, have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. Big thanks again to Brianna for coming on and sharing what she did. Stay safe, healthy and well wherever you are and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 